Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode, at least as of now, is our penultimate WrestleMania review, preview, whatever you want to call it. Chris Kelly and I go over 31 lessons that we learned watching WrestleManias 1 through 31 over the course of 31 weeks. So we do that. Then we do a little preview of WrestleMania 32, which is this Sunday in Dallas. And then finally, we do sort of a a rankings overview and we figure out exactly why we enjoyed certain WrestleManias. This is the episode where we discover what we actually learned from watching these. And I think it was worthwhile in in a very long, I no longer know what to watch when I get home from work. So... That'll be a fun new experiment, maybe. <laughs> After recording this episode, I think I understand why we did it. I might never know. Oh, really quick before we begin, this Friday, Friday, April 1st, at the Wonderland Ballroom, You, Me, Them, Everybody Live returns, and for the first time ever, Allison Lane will host. It is her birthday week, so she is hosting the show. Me, Brandon Weatherby, I will be co-hosting the show. We're still going to do color commentary. We're still going to do, uh, still going to have music and stuff like that, but... It will be Allison's show. Later on in the month, we're going to be part of a DC Comedy Festival. The date and all that information will be announced quite soon. But without further ado, here's Chris Kelly and I on all of the WrestleManias. I was wondering about how to open this because this is our... I don't know. What is this episode called? Our penultimate. Is it penultimate? Our ultimate will be WrestleMania. Okay. All right. Well, this is the penultimate episode, but it's not about one specific WrestleMania. It's about 31 different WrestleManias and then a preview for a WrestleMania. And it's about all future WrestleMania. It's about WrestleMania, what works and what doesn't. Exactly. Yes. So the, I was the only thing I was really debating with myself is do I want to have the original theme or the whoa, whoa. WrestleMania. Is that what keeps you up at night? Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I was like, oh, that uh, the the rapping one was the theme for longer, but the classic one's pretty cool. It kind of says it all, doesn't it? it re- yeah. <laughs> does it have any lyrics? I don't think it does. It just says that over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I like the one that sounds like the Michael Jackson. It's like the one from like... That's the rap eight. one, That's dude. the rap one? That's the rap okay. one. Okay. All right. So we're here to talk about all of the WrestleManias. Yes. <laughs> Which is what we've been doing for literally months. 32 weeks. Yeah. That's a long time. Yes. But we've, Fuck. it's like, I feel like so much more of a uh, bad expert. Because, like, I keep, ma- I've, I keep making mistakes that, like, our fr- my like friends will point me at, point out, or I'll come to them later when I'm doing research and go, like, oh, yeah, I'm totally messed that up. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I realized I will never be an Uber fan. I just don't care that much. Um, I, I want to be an Uber fan because it's the stuff doesn't bother me if yeah. you get it wrong. Exactly. But I like to I like to know more. I like to know things fanatically. That's why I watched like three years of wrestling in a month to catch up. You know. Do you feel like now that you have your vice piece out in the world, like it's been justified? All the uh, hours. Yeah. Like I've written now that I've written about race and WWE and how it collides. It's it's a. Uh, I could justify this expense. Yeah, I just through the power of positivity, I finally got that thing published. I'm now using like new day lines after reading your piece, like in my <laughs> random everyday life. I think mission accomplished. Then <laughs> it's great. So okay, we're not even. T- we need to go backwards. We should. St- we're going to do this in three parts. This is part one, clearly, because that's how time works. What is? What are we doing? So let's do some lessons that we've learned from WrestleManias. Thirty-one lessons from thirty-one years of WrestleMania. So our first lesson is do fudge the numbers. 
Yes. Okay. So WrestleMania three. This was held in the Pontiac Silverdome outside of Detroit. Uh, it was a reported attendance of ninety three thousand plus. It's about fifteen thousand less than that. But because of their attendance, when the Pope came six months later, they had to bring in more chairs so they could defeat this made up WrestleMania record. No one really checks. Just lie. It's perfectly fine. No one gets hurt. Lie all of the time. Are you telling the Catholic Church to lie? Everybody should lie all the time when it comes to numbers about WrestleMania. When it comes to the Catholic Church in line, yes, obviously don't ever say the truth. Just get those bodies in the pews. Everything will work out. I like that they, that's the ultimate. You got worked into a shoot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> they had to bring more chairs in. But I mean, the WrestleManias that are sold out in giant football stadiums look amazing. Yes. If they're not sold out, they look like garbage. Even though you have 70,000 people, which sounds like a great number, if there's 20,000 extra seats, don't, don't show that. Don't tell me. Just ticket it, lie, and make it full. Do what you have to. That's what they're gonna, we're going to find out in a week. Uh, if that if they're able to do that at Cowboys Stadium. Okay, so as of right now, it's the it's the Tuesday it's the Monday before WrestleMania. The WWE had a house show at the Verizon Center over the weekend, and it was sold out. And sure, it was sold out well in advance. Not everything that they do sells out. I think that WrestleMania is already sold out. It, I mean, it probably is, but that's the thing. Like, how many? What fake number do they want? Dallas also has those weird like end zone uh, SRO mm-hmm. things. So. Let's see what happens. Lesson two would be... So this is a lesson right off the bat. I have two conflicting things, which Shoot. is not strange considering not all. Yeah, who we are. So you have uh, do once in a lifetime more than once in a lifetime. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, WrestleMania is 28 and 29. Is that, is that correct? Yes. Uh, John Cena versus The Rock once in a lifetime. Is it passing the torch? The torch got passed back and forth three consecutive years because in WrestleMania 27, The Rock... Pl- as Pitbull hosts WrestleMania 27, and played by The Miz, <laughs> and, he, and he and he rock bottoms John Cena for seemingly no reason to set up a second once in a lifetime build as once in a lifetime, and then the third once in a lifetime was the once in a lifetime to settle the score slash form an ultimate bond of friendship forever. Mega powers reunite. Yeah, so that's it. And then The Rock made an appearance last year at WrestleMania, just looking cool as shit, setting the table for a match that did not happen and will not happen in this year's WrestleMania, but. The Rock will be there again for the fifth time, once in a lifetime. Doesn't matter. And when his music hits, the announcers will sell it like he's returned How from do we the know? war. <laughs> Last every single WWE programming since The Rock's announcement has mentioned that The Rock will be there. He's not wrestling. He'll just be there. So he's going to cut a, a, pro, a promo that's going to go too long. That's why it's going to be a more than four-hour pay-per-view is because The Rock is going to go over. Once in a lifetime. And if you want to see The Rock once in a lifetime, once again, he's hosting the MTV Movie Awards the next week. Yeah, He's always cutting promos. It's what he does. He's the best. Don't stop talking. Do once in a lifetime all the time. Words don't matter. See, I would say my lesson to related to that was don't build the impossible. We've seen that a lot with, like, not just once in a lifetime, but, like, this is the end of an era. These guys will be back next next year. <laughs> like, also, this is the end of an era. These guys are going to be back in the same show. I watched, now that we're out of WrestleManias to watch, this is the first drier week of WrestleMania <laughs> in, in my, in for, the thir- That's sad. for 32 weeks. So I watched Raw 1000, because that kept coming up, is an important-ish non-pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And DX opens the show. Triple H is throughout the entire show. Triple H is still on the screen. The Attitude Era is still going. Still going when it ended. Nothing times. ever ends. That's wrestling. Lesson number three, do charity. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Stephanie McMahon 
is that's like their new thing. Stephanie McMahon, all she does for the most part is talk about all the great things that WWE does, specifically John Cena and the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is legit great. There's no, I don't care if it's, oh, they're just doing it for whatever. Who cares? You're making a sad dying kid happy. Fucking milk that shit for all it's worth. John Cena is a good man. I don't care what he does in his private life as long as it's not raping. Other than that, Go nuts, John Where Cena. Where did his private life get into this? Oh, a lot of the celebrities that do like charity work. It's like you're only doing that because you're trying to hide oh, okay. stuff. I don't care. <laughs> it, like for John Cena, the amount of good he does, I don't care if it's just pandering. That's keep pandering. Yeah, how that's is pandering that, that doesn't bad. hurt? It. That yes. helps people. Yeah. So, do you have any notes on the uh, do charity work? No, but I like it at the WrestleManias that we've seen as they've expanded access from keeping the kids busy while dad's at the casino to now we do reading challenges and now we do more make a wish and we do uh there's like art, art there's art auctions there's uh essentially book it but instead of pizza you win like WrestleMania tickets yeah it's awesome you hang out with zach Ryder. yeah it's and like it's fine everyone knows it's a jk let's have some fun with this guys it's not that serious unless you make it that serious speaking of something serious our fourth lesson would be uh, do women's wrestling better? Yeah. Okay. So we're about to watch WrestleMania 32 this Sunday. Uh, there has there hasn't been a good WrestleMania match with women. I want to say like a legit good one, one on one, since Sable in the early teens. See, I don't think the Sables. I think you you are more charitable to that. I think because of comparing it to well, it's better than the. That's what I'm game doing. Time. But I think Trish and Mickey James was at the same. They were at their Playboy Nadir. The that same WrestleMania has a Playboy match though. Yes, I, so I that know. So negates it. Negates it. <laughs> well, like, but if you turned on Raw, if you turned on Raw the week before after that Sable match, she was liable to be wearing a bikini made sure, of paint. Sure, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you in that, but it's it's a complete disappointment. And this year is going to be disappointing, even though you don't think so. No, I think. Well, first of all, we looked at last year, and that was like the best they've had, and it was a tag match that was just okay. And all the f- the four women were Paige, Paige, AJ Lee, the, the Bella twins, Brie and Nikki Bella. But you could see any of the four of them in solo matches every other week on Raw doing a much better job, giving much more time. Yeah, definitely. And and you're gonna see this year is gonna be the best, even if it's just a average for them. It'll be the best women's match. We're going to have, and we'll get to that when we do the preview. Sure. But I think this goes back to the fact that women's wrestling overall, and then, as we saw in WrestleMania history, fuck Moolah. Fuck Moolah. She is the worst. So. And when I say the worst, I do mean worse than Hulk Hogan. Because yeah. Hulk Hogan, he's racist. Terry's racist. Terry's racist. And Hulk's he had consensual not racist. sex with his friend's wife. Yeah, whatever. He's just a weirdo. He's just a bad dude. Yeah, but Moolah held down gender, an entire she, gender. She pimped. Out young female wrestlers. She's the worst. She is the worst. She's way worse than anything Vince McMahon could do, and he helped a man commit murder. <laughs> Jimmy Snooperfly Snooker. Yeah, we have to had to specify. Yeah, I just had to figure out which which man, which, man, which not murder. Chris Benoit. Okay, he wasn't there. Rule number five: just as bad as murder. Uh, only because I see Limpus get in the note here. Don't change your image to suit a bigger brand. Your favorite wrestler is the Undertaker. Yes, it is. But do you like all versions of The Undertaker? <laughs> kind of have to, but no, of course not. Okay, what's your favorite version of The Undertaker? Uh, like 90, 98 and or MMA when he came back, but not the last couple of years. Okay, so like mostly Undead Wizard, though. Oh, definitely. Not American Badass. No. So just because the WWE was able to get Limp Bizkit and or the rights to use a Limp Bizkit song, maybe that wasn't the best idea. 
Probably not. Maybe you don't change your cool undead wizard gimmick because you want to ride a motorcycle to the ring. I have to say, though, the the motorcycle American badass uh, Canadian tuxedo undertaker did give us beating the shit out of Ric Flair's kid in the bathroom. I'm not going to disagree with that, but who hung a cop in the middle of the ring? Undead wizard. All right, we'll get to the hanging a cop later. No spoilers here. <laughs> Lesson number six, do think long term. Which one do I have? What are your notes so, on this? Or what so are this my would notes be your this? as far as uh, how Cena he lays people down gently with an attitude adjustment, and he's around forever. So this is from the wrestler's perspective. This is wrestle like The Rock, wrestle like John Cena. Do not wrestle like Seth Rollins. Do not wrestle like Stone Cold. Seth Rollins, former WWE champion, twenty-eight years old, maybe twenty-nine at this point, is not going to wrestle and defend his title that he got last year. Because he was doing some crazy shit on a nightly basis. Yes and no. Okay, yeah, we all we all read ESPN. We know what you're talking about. But he, he was lifting a 300-pound man, and he's doing flips and shit. He wore his body down. True. John Cena wrestles like an action figure. You can't get hurt that way. He doesn't risk his head. He doesn't risk his neck. At most, he risks his elbow. Shit heals. He lifts up giant men, but he doesn't do crazy flips in addition to that. Seth Rollins is doing crazy flips, and he's hurt. Daniel Bryan is no longer going to wrestle again because he used his head as a weapon. Think about your body first. Get good on Mike. No one really gives a shit. That's what I'm worried about Kevin Owens. He's so good, and he's so physical. He doesn't need to be. But it's so much better. It is slightly better, but YouTube exists. We could watch him be better. You're also seeing, if you think what he's doing now is extreme. No, no, I don't think what he's doing now is extreme. Compared to what he's done. I watched the 99 Moves of Kevin Owens video, (laughs) which is great. Have you seen this? They have them for everybody. It's so good. There's this, like, like, he should, he's a big dude. He's sooner or later going to break his neck. He should stop. Yeah. Just get good on Mike. I no think a cares. package pile driver off the turnbuckle through a ladder is perfectly safe for everyone involved. I don't understand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're here to make money. Let's make some money for the longest term possible. Yes, these are Kevin Nash's uh, lessons for WrestleMania. Make some money. Number seven, do plan ahead. You know, this is, you know, every mania as we've seen, uh, with one notable exception, they announce where they're going to be the next year, and then they're there, mm-hmm. and they build it up for a year. They used to announce it at that WrestleMania the following years. Now they're announcing it a month prior. We already know we're going to be in Tampa, I want to say, is it Orlando? Orlando. We're going to be in Orlando next year. They announced that a month out of Dallas. That's some cool shit. That's some corporate, awesome planning Olympic committee type of shit. Because they use this month not just to pimp the one they're doing, but also the next one. So it's just constant. This is smart. This is, once again, like the layers of wrestling, how the stories never end, the marketing never ends. It's, there's no, there's no off season. It's just continuous. It's beautiful. We break it into these years and these WrestleManias, but that's not, I mean, they look at it for fiscal years, I'm sure, but it's continuous. It's, I guess, sort of like the U.S. Olympic Committee. Like, yes, there's an Olympics every four years, but that doesn't mean there's ever a day off. There's still meets that no one really cares about. There's right. still trials that very few people care about. There's occasionally like international uh, things. Well, th- this is the same with wrestling, except it's smashed even closer together. Seven, or excuse me, lesson number eight. Uh, don't uh, use blackface. All right, here's the thing. <laughs> there's two examples of this. Well, there's, number one is my hero. There's literal blackface. So, but okay. So here's the thing: is it racist? If it's half of your body and you're doing a two-faced thing and you're addicted to painkillers and you're trying to not get raped by Pat Patterson. Is it racist um, 
is how everything that's racist starts. <laughs> so the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Damn it. Yeah. Um, it's also racist if you have like thinly veiled, if you have a keen the oh, African shit. dream, a yeah. white guy who's parodying Dusty Rhodes. I forgot about that one. And then also it's racist if you have Virgil to parody Dusty Rhodes. Don't use blackface and leave Dusty alone. He's a legend. <laughs> he's dead. Okay? Let him rest in peace, baby. I didn't think... We never got to um, the... Uh, the uh, I don't know how to talk about this. Oh, the God. London bombing happened, and um, there was a character that was uh, jihadding the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is Muhammad Hassan. It was not like WrestleMania. Okay, so then did that never did Muhammad Hassan ever hit WrestleMania? I don't think so. No. Okay, but that's sort of that ended the storyline because he was in he in IRL an Italian man playing not an Italian man, and he was playing a an Arab American who was tired of being like stereotyped. So, but he was also he was also the biggest. (laughs) How is he a heel? Because this they've done this before. Any like right to censor. Like okay, I'm not saying. Like the <laughs> Christian groups are right, but they take criticism and then they turn it, they parody it. That's what they always do. So when there's actually legitimate criticism, like don't be anti-Arab after 9-11, they went, wouldn't that be funny if this guy's a dick? And that's how we'll show that PC is wrong. Yeah. So that's again, why that was never a WrestleMania moment. So that's don't black. That's just don't do black. That's, that's yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Let's don't do Associated any. acts include. Yes. Ugh. Racism. Ugh. Lesson number nine: Do have a sense of humor. You know, you can have Bob Uecker there. You can have Pete Rose get repeatedly tombstoned by Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could have the New Day. New Day is going to be great at thirty-two. New Day is the group. You're the vice expert. You're the guy that's right. Oh, the expert. In the whole well, yeah, you are the New Day. <laughs> you're a legit expert on this. The New Day are one of the few factions. Um, the same way that Kane could kind of like he could be evil and then funny within the same segment, like when the Daniel Bryan. Uh, team up yes. happened. That was a great example. The New Day could be hilarious and menacing in the same segment as well. And they've done that. They haven't done the menacing as much recently. I don't think they'll do the WrestleMania, but they did it. You know, they they come out and and do their jokes and their skits and stuff. But then they like there was a time where Dolph Ziggler tried to take the open challenge and they beat the hell out of him, dragged yeah. this corpse out. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. I'm hoping they can find. I mean, I don't know how much of that's going to happen now that they're basically faces, but. They can they can work in the ring and they're more than a comedy act, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be fun to see what they do if they can cut a promo while coming out on unicorns or something. Will be great because at the end of the day, like this is still children's entertainment, and this is the most entertainment for children and casual fans. This is with WrestleMania, like this is not for hardcore fans. This is their big money maker. This is what subsidizes all the you know the other crap you like. This is the Avatar. Yeah, this is the Batman v Superman. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Lesson number 10. Do go into business for yourself. Triple H. Triple H isn't good, but he's the best because he puts himself in positions where he can only be the best. For example, uh, Triple H came in to the company as as a blue blood, hence his name Hunter Helms, blah, 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 blah. But then he's like, no, 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 no. I like motorhead and motorcycles. And I'm going to drug the boss's daughter and fake marry her. And then he got IRL married to her. So now he's part of the company. And now that's why when they bring in Brock Lesnar, a legitimate monster, he gets to beat him for no reason. And no one else gets to beat him because he's the best. But he's not good. Go into business for yourself. That's a good lesson. Also, uh, see also wrestling isn't wrestling on YouTube. Lesson number 11. I feel like this is going to be a very short one. 
do hold the ropes for your significant other. That's just a nice thing to do, Macho Man Randy Savage. Rest in peace. Number 12. Do invite as many people as you can to your bachelor party. Okay, so... Also a really specific one. This is one of my favorite story times, storylines of all time. Story times. Well, that's what this is. This is one just big story time. Okay, so Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth. Great IRL storyline. And what? Why are you laughing at that? (laughs) At the point... Okay, so when they got uh, kayfabe engaged, they were on the rocks in their actual real-life marriage. So they end up getting married in the ring at SummerSlam, and then like less than a year later, they're divorced in real life. And it's the, one of the few times where they broke kayfabe and published a real letter in the WWF magazine saying, like, hey, we're broken up. Sorry, guys. We Sorry about that. So one of the, the the feuds revolved around not being invited to Macho Man's bachelor party. Jake the Snake Roberts and The Undertaker were not invited to Macho Man's bachelor party. Here's the thing, Macho Man. Who's picking up that tab? It's probably your genius brother over there. Let him pay for it or go to a cheaper place and let everyone pay their own way. Just invite everyone. It's a bachelor party. Come on, bro. And now you got Jake the Snake sticking a wife, sticking a snake, sticking. Whoa. Jesus Christ. turned to something entirely different. How do you even say that word? Like, sicking. Sicking. Sicking a snake. Ugh. It's too too much alliteration. Too much alliteration in siblings. He's putting a snake at your kayfabe fiancé's uh, in a box at, at your engagement party. Come on, guys. Just invite everyone to the bachelor party and we avoid all these feuds. Yeah. That seems like a good lesson. I think it's that's a good life I lesson. I have nothing to uh, expound on that. Lesson number 13. Keep things simple. Or do keep things simple to, to keep our format. Uh, best chance. I, have, I would agree with one of these. I think the yes chant... Uh, became a cultural phenomenon. So great. Because it's so simple yes. and and you can do it to, to anything, as mm-hmm. it was for the couple years. Uh, it's great when you go back and watch some of that the raw stuff where Daniel Bryan, even when he's a heel and he started it, that's the funny thing about it. Like a lot of these, these turns, like that was a heel move. Of, he was so excited that he was like winning matches by count out that he was chanting yes, and it just goes over. But when you have 70,000 people doing it, it, and then you have it, them doing it in a montage when the guy retires. It's pretty touching. The other ones are just as good, but I don't like them. Being what? Which I would I want to say is the worst chant in all of wrestling history. Yes, it is. It's very annoying, and it's for dumb people. And the second is Suck It by DX. Also very simple. Horrible people. Horrible, horrible. The Attitude Era was the worst era. You're all idiots. Ruthless Aggression was better than the Attitude Era. Such a scene mark. <laughs> Lesson 14, do make an entrance. Oh, okay. Uh, Rusev came out in a tank. Yeah, that's what I have in big block letters. Come on. Yeah, you can't beat that. Although, it doesn't beat it, but I'm going to keep saying it. New Day needs to come out on unicorns. That just needs, yeah, I mean, it I just, know. yeah. I know, you're right. Because their other gimmick is Budios, and I don't think they're going to, like, come out of a giant goat say thing. And so I, I, I'm going to go with the unicorns as the more family-friendly thing that they're able to pull off. What if they came out in a big bowl of cereal? <laughs> like the time on Eric Andre's show that Chance the Rapper was in a giant bowl of cereal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good uh, connecting all the dots. Lesson 15, uh, you know, make make an entrance, but don't uh, don't go cheap on the extras. Um, you know, pyro accident in Arizona. Okay. So um, after the Undertaker one, uh, the pyro one, or I'm sorry, it might have been actually uh, Rock Cena. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The fireworks uh, were up in the upper level. They uh, they w- wasn't secure, and people got hurt. If you're going to spend that much money on fireworks, make sure that they're really right. good. 
Yeah. Or just don't do it. It's yeah. fine. Any of those, these extras. That's the other one we found out about Triple H getting on with the uh, the dry ice smoke and he mm-hmm. had like severe burns that he had to go then wrestle in. Yeah. It's, it's like if you're going to do this or the other, the aborted one of like with the horse in the, uh, in the casket. And this was in an IRL casket. And that's why there was that weird like Game of Thrones-esque slash gladiator entrance rather than one that made more sense. Right. Just don't do it. It's fine. No one knows that. No one's expecting that. Sometimes less is more in this. I mean, remember when The Undertaker floated down in a Segway? That was pretty cool. Or he just walked down? That also works. That is also effective. Speaking of that, number 16, have a flair for the dramatic. This would specifically be about about Ric Flair. Yeah, just have Ric Flair there. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. Because at 50, he will fall off a ladder for you. He will cut his head open for you. Did you hear about this? No, uh, I didn't. At 30 for 30, they were taping, doing interviews for his upcoming mm-hmm. 30 for 30 special, and they were talking about how guys get color, how guys bleed. And he was like, oh, it's like this. And he gigged on camera. It's amazing. So like this week, they're like, if you noticed, he had a fresh cut on his head. It's because he gigged <laughs> on a documentary. Rick only is an okay. Rick Flair is maybe like the wrestler for adults. Go on. He came up in an era where the, most of, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't family unfriendly, but it was really just for like especially southern the, the just NWA dudes. Stuff. It was for dudes. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly <laughs> between I don't know the ages of twenty one and up or whatever you can drink and up, but pretty wide range except kids. So most of his early promos were like I like to fuck. Yeah. And Space Mountain baby. And this is the belt. And I'm gonna fuck and here's my I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna wear this robe. I'm gonna fuck your wife. I'm cool. Woo. That was it. And that translated over and then Hulk Hogan was like, I like vitamins and it's taking way more steroids than Ric Flair and and not fucking everyone's wives. And Ric Flair was like, No, no, no. I'm fucking wives and shit. Well, Hogan took that one lesson. He did that <laughs> one that. time. But he was like, I'm not fucking wives. And Ric Flair's like, No, 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 no shame, baby <laughs> even though I'm talking like Dusty Rhodes. But that's it makes more sense. And the older I get, the more I appreciate Ric Flair, and the more I hate DX. You people are fucking idiots. This has been the lesson of the podcast, is just to get you so angry at the attitude. I hate the attitude error. You people are fucking idiots. And the difference between Ric Flair and Stone Cold is, Stone Cold was playing a character for children and for dumb people, and Ric Flair was doing it. If you want to be the man, you be the man. You got to live the gimmick. He was doing it, and he still does it, and that's why the celebrity wife swap with him is amazing. Have you seen that yet? No. Did Hogan do a celebrity wife swap, too? God damn it. <laughs> did he did it with Rowdy. Yeah, no. It's I, so I, good. I haven't brought myself. I think that's just too sad. It's not sad at all. I'm not okay. joking in any way. All right. They're like, Rick, you're spending too much. He's like, I know. <laughs> Woo! It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sitcom dad. Because you know Claire. how it ends. Huh. Sun dies. It's real sad. <laughs> On the other hand, with Ric Flair, number seventeen, don't show or expose the business. You could take this one. This is the this is the other side of Ric Flair. This is for the adults, and with Hulk the, Hogan is for the children. With the blading, yeah, this is an eight. Oh, when he blades at uh, at WrestleMania eight and on camera, didn't he get how much did he get fined on that one? A lot, and yeah. he wasn't in WrestleMania nine, and he wasn't in many more WrestleManias yeah. because of this. We missed prime Ric Flair era. We got just a taste of it. And then he was back out and back in WCW. And it sucks because then when he's back, yeah, now it's a 50-year-old guy in a ladder. You're worried about the man. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many pay-per-views you can watch on the network of him and his prime. WrestleManias, the early WrestleManias, there were competing WCW pay-per-views, which are much better wrestling shows. They're just not better sports entertainment shows. Exactly. Uh, I think it's him and Steamboat in like four. Yeah, they had the series of classic matches. I watched that recently on the network. 
Holy, with even without context, it's so good. Yeah, better than any other match in four, and that's when Macho wins the belt. Better than any match, easily. Doesn't matter because you weren't part of the spectacle. Imagine Ric Flair hanging out at Trump Plaza in four and five. Oh, come on, come on. He would have been eating out on those stories for you. God damn it. Uh, lesson number eighteen: Reach for do reach for the stars, specifically with a ladder. You know, S- since WrestleMania ten, it's it, they've always been good. Even when they're bad, they're good. Yeah, because there was always going to be even in the matches where it had guys that had no business being in it or guys you don't care about. There was going to be a spot or some escalation of the, what they did the last year from the Michaels uh, Razor Ramon uh, through the TLC matches to the Money in the Banks. Um, to now, it looks like the. I mean, we're going to have a two-year streak of Intercontinental Championship ladder matches, and even this year, where we're, I mean, we'll get to this, but even when you have guys in it, like I said, don't, literally don't belong in it. They're there because other guys are injured and like the roster is depleted. They're still going to do something stupid off a ladder for your enjoyment. Oh boy! But once again, remember, kids, from the earlier lessons, protect your head. <laughs> protect your head. Lesson number nineteen: Don't hold yourself back with arbitrary rules. What was this one? So WrestleMania four. Oh god. Okay. So just because you set up something doesn't mean you have to follow through. You're making up the rules as they go along. WrestleMania four is the absolute best example. There's a random tournament. No one really wanted this. Why are you doing this? this? Is stupid. Don't do that. Once you realize it's a bad idea, scrap it. Call an audible. No one's really paying attention. Number two, the boxing. Remember the boxing? Yep. Don't do it. It's not working. Just scrap it. No one cares. Make some shit up. Be like, fuck it. We're doing Piper versus Macho Man because fuck you. They're going to love it. Just do the thing that's going to make sense. Don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. The, the fact on that tournament that they let some of those matches like go to count out, double count outs and like time limit draws. I, I want to say like the Warrior, Rick Rude one went to count out. Yeah. There's some there's some matches in that where you're like, why couldn't that guy just advance? It's very confusing. That whole, that whole mania is. But the fact that they built themselves into this tournament that no one wanted. And then, and then to make to sort of make sense for the people in the arena, they would have one guy come out and go, blah, 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 advances because of the DQ and the other. Okay, and then he just goes away. They, Why? Also, they also didn't stay true to their own arbitrary it rules. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't, don't do Thankfully, it. Thankfully, they learned some. They've mostly learned that lesson. Sure. We haven't seen that since, but there's there are still random arbitrary bullshit. Like the Royal most recent Royal Rumble. The, like, With whoever our, wins the Royal Rumble oh, is going to win the when you add like, another, but you are, when you add stipulations. Yeah, we are, now we know Triple H is going to win. Now, what's the <laughs> right, point? Right, Lesson 20, um, less is more. This is, you know, just as far as how many matches. we've They've kind of figured out the cards that had, like, 16 matches and a bunch of squashes. That's not what WrestleMania is for. Also, stick to one location. WrestleMania 2 was in three locations. <laughs> Did that not work. Didn't work in any way. And that might be why that's my, my least favorite WrestleMania. It's got the William Refrigerator Perry, so it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, you know, and we've seen, like, the uh, the last couple, they've kind of pared it down to maybe a, a match or two on the pre-show, seven matches, eight matches in the in the place. This year, they're not even done with the card, and we're already at double digits and long pre-show, and it's going to be a lot of wrestling. It's a long r- weekend for wrestling. It's a long month for wrestling. There was already a pay-per-view this, this month. I mean, technically, the next one's in April, but, you know, it just feels like when it's never-ending and it's... Like, and there's Raw the next night, which is almost a pay per view at this point. Yeah, well, it's three hours long. It always feels like that. So, lesson twenty one: do go home again. <laughs> don't don't uh, listen to that that old uh, 
WrestleMania Attic. one, Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania ten, Res- uh, Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania twenty, Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania twenty nine, New NY slash NJ East Rutherford, New Jersey, and then technically WrestleMania two because they were there three locations. In, yeah, part of it. Okay, fuck it. Make money. Yeah, just always stay there. Just this is they really have they have got it to where it should be like Wrestle it should be like Super Bowl. Which now, is the WrestleMania now. WrestleMania football? Yes, um, it should be in like like New York, L.A., Miami, Chicago. Like it should be in or Dallas. Yeah, you know, like places that can handle it. Like it shouldn't be in Orlando just because they've got the hotels there. Like it should be places that work. You know, I'm uh, not going to speak ill of Orlando right now. Because I'm going to. If they do build the Hall of Fame, like they're talking about, right? I think they should do it there. It makes a lot of sense to do it there. Why not? Should they do a physical Hall of Fame when it? How will you remove the guys who then use the N word in videotapes? You'll have Easily. to like delete them. How do they do it from the Baseball Hall of Fame? Ty Cobb is still in there, but they haven't taken him out. I'm saying they took Hogan. Hogan's no longer in the Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. it doesn't really exist. Easily, you just yeah. literally move it to the back. You roll out his statue to the back. You have Sting come and you put a statue in a dump. <laughs> God, <laughs> you put a Sting mask on it. <laughs> Lesson 22, do make it huge. Oh, boy. <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah, just Donald Trump. Every single Donald Trump-associated WrestleMania, no, no joke, been a success. Four was a big success. Five was a big success. By having it at Trump Plaza, you took away all of the financial risks. Yeah. Even though no one really liked it, they made money before they even started. WrestleMania 20, with featuring Donald Trump and Jesse Ventura, made one of the most surreal moments that's oddly been like important met WrestleMania 23 one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time it wasn't even a good WrestleMania if you take away Donald Trump it's a really bad it's really WrestleMania bad. the fact that the Trump adjacent part is the best it says a lot and then also the WrestleMania 7 with Donald Trump's recent ex-wife Marla Maples is very interesting by bringing in such a weird circus type figure you've been able to make it more of a spectacle which is exactly what you want to sell tickets Definitely. and related to that lesson 23 uh, do use celebrities right in the right way. I say a lot of the celebrities, like WrestleMania 1, the reason this all exists is because they they had Muhammad Ali and Cindy Lauper, the rock, all, all rock and wrestling connection. Liberace. I mean, even having Liberace bringing a different audience to it, like making it this, saying, like you said, the spectacle of it. They even set it, the bar so high in the first one. I don't yeah. think they've ever been able to hit it again. Yeah. Now, do you not like uh, mixing JT, JTT with Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy? I don't. Um, because Diesel is supposed to be a bo- Diesel is a bodyguard, IRL bodyguard, right? Sure. And that's like how that existed. So Diesel it was going to win the championship at eleven. Is this something like that? Yeah. And he wins, and he's like he was accompanied to the ring by Pamela Anderson, and it's all sexy and blah 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 blah. And then he's got to bring in JTT. Jeff well, he Jonathan wins. Taylor. He was supposed to. You were supposed to win Pamela Anderson. Yeah, but he, he he wins both women and JTT. Yeah, which makes it just weird. It's like because yeah, uh, they're all in the back doing coke together. Yeah, it's like come on, man. Like so, just pick. If you're gonna do TNA, do TNA. Well, obviously, don't do TNA. But if you're gonna do TNA, do yeah. it. Don't you can't be family friendly at the same time. You're you're making the product worse. If you're gonna be family friendly, go John Cena. And serious, like just yeah, do that. Just do the family friendly. Yeah, and then if you want to do loot stuff, just do that. Don't mix yeah. them. I I will say with eleven that that is like the perfect pop culture one where it's one of the weakest cards, but because it they is. were able to actually make 
it's the only time where like the backstage stuff was a narrative, even if it was a really bad narrative. Sure, sure. And it actually kind of tied it together a pretty. We'll get to crappy. we'll get to ranking every single yeah. WrestleMania. Later. And I will say the newest celebrity news uh, for thirty two is our our celebrity inductee this year, Snoop Dogg. Oh, has that been announced? Yes, just announced today. I saw it on Pitchfork. Perfect. Uh, IRL. I love how they're feeding certain sites. Yeah, yeah, they know how to. It's so good. Just work, work the refs. Uh, IRL cousin of Sasha Banks, so I'm hoping he's either involved in her entrance or she's involved in the Hall of Fame, which should be nice moments because she's pretty great, and they should be putting her out there much more as like one of the one of the few women of color wrestlers that they've got and haven't uh, ruined. Lesson twenty four: Don't piss off the hometown hometown crowd. So they blacked out. Mania three. Did you not know this? I think we went over. You this, could not watch WrestleMania three in Detroit unless you were in the Silverdome. Yeah, and then shortly after, uh, look what happened in Detroit. <laughs> they did that because they wanted to ensure a sellout. Once, and they obviously did not. Right. But they said they did. There you go. So they didn't even have to. Lesson twenty five. This is about like where we are. Like when we were at R- WrestleMania twenty five podcast, it was like, all right, we're almost we made it through all these, and we're almost done. Let's just keep doing this. Uh, do what you do. Do what you do. So this is if you're you're a professional wrestling promotion, you should have wrestling matches. Anytime they've tried to go off that by doing boxing matches, which they've done a one work boxing match and one shoot boxing match, they've done a sumo match. They did more than one boxing match. Another boxing. Well, that was like, yeah, that was like a weird... Piper, Mr. T, Mayweather, which should not have worked, but kind of did. Right. Because he legit got his nose broken. Yes. And then the brawl that ended all with... No, the the brawl for all. Brawl for all, sorry. With Bart Gunn and Butterbean. And then Big (sighs) Show in the sumo match with the the legit sumo wrestling. Yeah, I get it. And some of, like, the Big Show ones weren't horrible. In a weird way, they both worked, but that's not what we're here for. Yeah. You could just tell, even the sumo one, when they did it right, you could see the crowd jeering, and that just became a joke about Big Show's thong. Like, and even though yeah. they did an, a legit sumo match that was a work, but they didn't, like, it wasn't, you know, there's no chopsticks involved. Like, they kept it pretty respectful. But, yeah, it just, just uh, we're there for wrestling. Yeah. You know? Lesson 26, Let the, do let the McMahons wrestle. Every single time they're on the card, you're like, this is going to suck. Every single time, it's amazing. It's always the highlight of the show. It should. It does not make any sense. It's going to end soon. But if you're, if the family that owns the company wants to do the thing, let them steer the ship, man. Yeah. What? what Carney's going to carn. Like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Shane McMahon this year at forty something years old will hurt himself Ugh. for the to win his father's love. I'm afraid to watch that match out of any match on the card. They're, I'm more worried about those two guys than I am for the IC seven man ladder match. What about the street fight that will possibly involve a chainsaw? How do you I feel about that one? I don't care about that one because okay. Brock Lesnar, like, even if he loses a limb, I'm <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> he lo- he lost a limb, Moggle. It doesn't matter. He's using a limb to choke out Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Dean Ambrose uses chainsaw Charlie uh, chainsaw to cut off one of his arms, and then he he beats him to death with his own arm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Lesson 20, uh, 27, do it outside. They look good. It's surprising that they look good. You would think that they don't. They look amazing. We talked about this last week during 31. 31 should not have worked. It was the first WrestleMania almost entirely in the day. 
yes, the Taker match suffered. Other than that, it elevated every other match. Rusev coming out in a tank during the day somehow made it more badass. It doesn't make any sense. Somehow the ladder matches with seven guys. Oh, God. It just, I'm just thinking of the Dean Ambrose spill right now. <laughs> it looked better even though it's in HD and we could see that things are like not actually landing. It doesn't make any sense. Do it outside. Yeah, the contrast between when they cut to the video packages to this, all of a sudden, it does make it look special. And since they don't, if you're only going to do one event a year and not even always in a in a uh, football stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, from now on, it probably will be. But if you're going to do it, take advantage of that space. So I'm really hoping this year it's open air because they have the retractable roof. Right. And I think it'll be certain to a certain time of night. Yeah. But I'm really hoping there's at least a few matches in the day. I think, yeah, I, I think just because of how... The time zone and when they're starting everything, I think there'll be some in the day, hopefully, with the roof I'm open. assuming the pre-show. Yeah, I, think Hell's, I mean, the Hell in the Cell's possibly close the show. So, they, uh, yeah, so that will oh, definitely be it. Such a bad idea. I'm worried about these men. <laughs> I'm worried about these millionaire men. They're going to be okay. Lesson 28. Do listen to the beat of your own drummer. What do I have as a note on this one? Yeah, I'm let you take that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fucking let Machine Gun Kelly play. He doesn't have any role <laughs> In WrestleMania. Stop it. Now, are you talking about specifically the drummer or just him in general? Him in general, mostly. Okay. Fuck him. Fuck Kid Rock. But just no more music unless it's theme song related. And even then, I... I no, oh, actually, no. If it's... Wait. Then it's fine. Okay. But the theme song always has a... I want to say Sasha Gray, and that's not her name. Skylar. Skylar Gray. Gray. Yeah. Have Sasha Gray. <laughs> Sasha Gray has an industrial band. Does she really? Yeah. Let her play. No, that hits two demos. We both agreed that the Bray Wyatt entrance at WrestleMania 30. Fair enough. Great, right? Yeah, with we the both enjoyed, guy from Jesus and Mary Chain. Exactly. Yeah. We both enjoyed the um, the Motorhead. I enjoyed the multiple enjoyed Motorhead entrances Very. for Triple H. Yes. We both enjoyed the Living Color. You're just poking holes in my argument. They make sense. Yes. And also Machine the, Gun yeah. Kelly does not do the theme song for John Cena. Why are you introducing John Cena? John Cena does John Cena's theme song. That's yeah, awesome. Let him rap it, yeah. God damn it. I, I do have to say, unfor- they haven't announced any of the, if there's going to be musical performance, if Flo is going to be there, if he's going to lose another rap battle to Bo Dallas, but Fifth Harmony is doing the, uh, uh, what's the thing in the beginning with America? Oh, America the Beautiful. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, they're going to do that, and they're awesome, so I'm excited for that. Weird. Yes. Lesson number 29. Uh, this is a very specific one, but don't let news leak and and or affect your your event go ahead uh, one of the biggest uh duds of all time is brock lesnar versus goldberg um because the internet exists everybody knew they were both out of the company the next day it's one of the worst matches they refused to, to work uh together austin had to get involved and it's a it's a blemish on a pretty good card otherwise just because it was like you had these two titans and because neither of them wanted to do the job and everybody in the arena knew it you know and and that was the thing like they could have even with people knowing they could have gotten around it if they had actually worked but and then this also to a degree um actually i'm gonna let that one go to the next into one of the next one um on the other side of that though is do for 31 do embrace 30 oh 30 is do embrace the reality era um the other angle with lesnar that actually did work was last year uh, in the run-up to WrestleMania, it was, will he, won't he come back? And people were trying to game out, well, if he's not coming back, he's definitely dropping the belt if he is. They turned in, they were able to get him to Sports Center. They're, you know, covering his 
him saying he's going to resign with WWE and not go back to UFC is a legit sports news news peg. And then once again, they know how to like get people talking about them. And that was part of the drama was if he comes back, then this could go anyway. Whereas if he's leaving, then you know he's dropping the belt. Um, and then the reality are as far as like the last best thing that Punk did. You Number know? 31. Oh, no, that's a, I went out of order. But oh, sorry. so this is still on the reality era of like, you know, Paul Bearer dies. You know, that's we're admitting that he's dead in real life and he was a person who played a character. But let someone work that as a promo. The Daniel Bryan stuff. The, I mean, the Daniel Bryan, what makes 30 one of the best ones is the backstage drama that everyone can infer that they did not want Daniel Bryan to be a champion made his underdog thing better than any time. Even, you know, obviously not Hulk Hogan or Cena, but even Bret Hart. When, you know, like Bret Hart was kind of the underdog, but he was also the guy that they wanted. And Daniel Bryan, it did not seem for a very long time that they wanted to be. I mentioned uh, Raw 1000 earlier in the episode. It's from 2012. And one of the things Daniel Bryan says is, I will be the face of the company. And then The Rock laughs at him. Right. And half the arena laughs at him. It's like, well, no, wait two years. Yeah, give it time. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I'd say this the last lesson, and this is for wrestling in general, but we see a lot at WrestleMania, is do tell stories. You know, the matches where they're, even if it's something simple, brother versus brother, you know, uh, the mentor versus the mentee, like just simple things, retirement stories, things that you're telling a narrative that, you know, these heroes journey type things. That's what this is for. I mean, they they used to hit those notes a lot in the beginning with that these are like, remember the one that had the intro with the stars or like the constellations? Mm-hmm. Like these are basic stories these are your your living gods let them let them play act the uh timeless stories for you but we're also talking about in-ring acting here and it's not just about setting up the match uh the best example of that is jake the snake in the blindfold match on paper that's a horrible match in reality it's one of the best they're telling a story you don't even know anything about it the Shawn michaels razor ramon ladder match the first one there's a story within that yes they're on a ladder cool it's awesome, but they do the job of telling the story. Love him or hate him, John Cena is trying to tell a story every single time. Definitely. It's not just about flips, though. Flips are cool. Flips are cool, but that's this is what, for better or worse, sometimes does distinguish WWE. You know, there are certain indies where it's yeah, it's like who's going to be the better wrestler, the better technical guy, or who can do the more flips, or who can reference, who can you know break the fourth wall and do meta references to wrestling and slow-mo and all that and that has its place and then the wwe thing there should be actual wrestling right we were talking you mentioned starcade versus the early wrestlemanias where hulk hogan couldn't you know that was the line he didn't couldn't tell a wrist lock from a wrist watch so you need that balance but wwe at the end of the day like what makes it different is a, a soap opera it is a show about wrestling so you have to balance those two things and the, and the story thing is what sets them apart and why they're for, you know, for better words, they're the ones left standing. And that's why Piper's the best. Because he was the best storyteller. Yeah. Legitimately. No, and all the guys you that we like or admit that you know, we acknowledge that they do a good job, mm-hmm. uh, Bret Hart, Austin, there's a story in that. That's yeah. the in-ring storytelling and also that meta layer of storytelling of the passing of the torch, you know, and not always, you know, not always a, a graceful passing of the torch. Sometimes it's with blood and cables and, uh, and violence. WrestleMania 32, Dallas, Texas, April 3rd, 316, baby! Finally, another, uh, you know, another 316 reference is what we really needed. You know, they haven't announced what he's going to do, but you you got to imagine he's going to be there. He's going to wrestle The Rock. Oh, is that what's going to happen? I don't fucking know. (laughs) 
And, you know, and on this one, we actually, you know, as, as the cards come together, we have nine matches. There, there's still one rumored and two that they could they could add. Really quick aside, I feel yeah. like we're recording this maybe five hours too early because I feel like tonight's Monday Night Raw, this is clearly going to come out after Monday yes. Night Raw. It's going to answer so many of these. So, like, we probably shouldn't talk about the what-ifs too much yeah. and focus on the already planned. On the ones we know. I mean, even the ones of the what-ifs are, are pretty much, they just have, we're just going through the motions here. Okay. Really? Which is uh, WrestleMania 32, play sign, going through the motions. <laughs> is basically, and this is the WrestleMania, you know, we're going to see whether what they announced tonight and Thursday, what actually happens on Sunday. You know, the crazy thing with this one, I'm curious how it'll be historically. Like, a lot of these, when we went back, we knew what was happening. Oh, this guy just left the company. This guy was coming out of the company. You can put it in historical context. This one we know, and people will remember, like, where the hell was everybody? John Cena, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Neville. Like, just every every week, this, this one has, as they've gone to try to set the record, they've seemed to have been cursed at every turn. The a lot of their they're they're having their comeuppance for having a three hundred sixty five day sport. You can't do it. You know people get, get hurt in training camp at, in the NFL. How are you going to run a the wrestling? thing about this that's so interesting is because when we started, if you had to ask me like who is going to be your top four people, I would have guessed Rollins, Cena, for the dudes, and then yeah. I would have gone Paige and Nikki definitely for the women. Paige might not wrestle. She's, she's still. That's one on we don't bench. know yet. Yeah. She's she's suffering from concussions, and Nikki's still recovering. Yes, all four are gone. Right, they're just gone. I love Kevin Owens. I am shocked that he has the belt, simply because like, oh wow, they're we're short dudes. Yeah, if everyone's healthy, I don't think he has the belt. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but that is one of those weird things where guys were when he when Kevin Owens was in NXT over a year ago. It was like, yeah, he'll probably anchor NXT. Mm-hmm. He's not what they're going to call up and having a feud against John Cena. So is next year going to be the Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, WrestleMania? I don't know. I yeah. hope. Yeah, I mean, and this is, you know, in some ways it's like, well, now they have to do, they have to have Owens and Zayn because everyone knows it's hurt. You know, like they've had to do stuff like that, and it's forced them to do interesting stuff. We'll see if it actually works. I mean, do you think if Cena was hurt, Undertaker would be wrestling Shane McMahon in a cage? No. Yeah. But I at the don't. same time... That actually was the most it, it fizzled out as far as the storytelling. They ran out of beats, but that was of those post Royal Rumble. That's been the most interesting story they've been telling, as far as something that didn't. It wasn't like just going through See, the motions. Now, is it only interesting because I care way more about the behind the scenes stuff, and you care more about the Undertaker storyline and the Shane McMahon storyline because you like Shane McMahon a lot more than me. Prior I don't, to this. and that's that's the thing. I don't. I I really don't have that like affinity. You know, for Shane, I, mean, I I went back and saw some stuff that he had done. I didn't went from original my original viewing as a teen. I didn't like him. I okay. like Undertaker, and I don't really. It's I'm appreciating the same level as just this this reality era thing of Absolutely. Shane coming back. The rumors of is Shane is this a real power grab? Well, also, because you and also you and I doing this for so long, watching him come into the company, yes. leave the company, and then be noticeably absent from the company. And, like, looking it up weeks prior to this him coming back, being like, where the fuck is this dude? Right. He's running, like, China's Netflix. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah, and then to come back, and now there's backstage rumors that, no, there, there is an actual power grab that it's not going to obviously be determined by whether or not he beats the Undead Wizard, but there is, him coming back is a, a thing that will be playing out in a boardroom. It's so great. That's And that's... I, I love it. And I don't think we're... I would say most people, other than small children are viewing the match that way because everybody thinks they're a smart 
everybody wants to be like except knowledgeable. Children. That's what I said. Except for children, yes. like you, everyone wants to go. Oh, I know why they're doing this match. This I'm, is what that sh- this match means. That's wrestling fans now. That's the whole thing is like trying to. We figure need it to out. talk about this and how it relates to the real, the quote unquote real world. This is the real world, whether you want to admit it or not. This is the fucking real world. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> this is no different than how the uh, this current presidential campaign is running for both sides. We know a lot about Chelsea Clinton and her mom. We know a lot about Donald Trump and his daughter, who is now like it's not Who's that in his campaign, his unofficial campaign wife. Yeah. How is that? Un, how is it much different than this? It's the same story over and over and over again. We're all just doing Shakespeare. Stop pretending that it's not that. This is no different than the Chicago Cubs. Okay, the Ricketts own it, and then their kids have some dealings, and there's some on the Democrat side and some on the Republican side, and there's always a power struggle, and they, in theory, they all negate each other. It doesn't fucking matter. It's the same thing. This should not be viewed any different than politics or sports. It's both. It's the same. We yeah. should appreciate it for what it is. And I think people are, I mean, I think that's why it is being, you know, between, rest in peace, Grantland or Rolling Stone and half your music sites and, like, any culture site, everyone is right like people are writing about it that conversation is happening you're seeing the trump stuff brought up in the editorial page of the new york times so there is some understanding yes and it still comes from like haha men in tights doing headlocks that's the thing that i don't like about it i know but every like everything gets written about that way right which they, is a really still big like, disappointment did you see today's i don't know if it was the uh, washington post or washington post express but there was a there was a piece in there that was really really depressing to me and it was how did steve harvey's show uh do so well Okay. Uh, do you know what the show that they're no. referencing? It's a talent show. It's like America's Got Talent, but it's okay. kids, right? Okay. So it's like a mixture of kids say the darnest things and America's Got Talent. Yeah. Why wouldn't that do well? People like that. People yeah. can watch with their families. Of course, we're not going to get. We're in a fucking bubble. It's not for us. That's okay. Not every goddamn card or every match on this card is for us. That's okay. Yeah. They all belong. And that's what I'm saying. None. Nothing about how wrestling is covered is different than how other stuff is covered. Everything is given. It's like no, the I cliches. Disagree. I think college sports are giving way too much cachet, and this is not giving but it But it's any. like, but comically almost at a certain point. like For college sports? Yeah. Mm, I don't, I don't like agree the, Like the, the stakes couldn't be higher for these kids who are Well, okay, when you're talking about these packages, like, yeah, they're all stealing from the WWF. Yes. And now, like, the WWE has perfected it. Right. We, we've talked about this. In the, I want to say it's the Attitude Era, those ads are the best ads I've ever seen in both sports and or sports entertainment. Yes. No, and I, I know what you mean, but I I find that the the cliches and tropes, maybe they have some fake reverence or real reverence for their subject more than they have when they're talking about wrestling. I think they definitely have they more definitely real do. reverence. Sure. But I think that it's, you know, just the whole, like, they're just, the, the press angle in that is kind of playing their role in that, like, this is how we cover politics. This is how we cover this. This is how we cover wrestling where they're just going through they they know their role good pun <laughs> so this card so the thing with this one is because of all the injuries there are some weird there are some weird things and i guess i'll start kind of at the bottom of the card the pre-show this year uh at least two matches possibly three and that's two hours before wrestlemania so this is a it's a four-hour wrestlemania oh plus a two-hour pre-show and they've already told cable providers that they will be going over five to ten, 15 minutes so thankfully it starts at seven because the the they've pushed it up. 
Oh my god! But it's gonna be after. It's gonna be a long day. Um, one of the things, our new tradition, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Love it. Don't really need to talk about that. Love it. Twenty guys this, this time instead of thirty because they literally, without calling up half their NXT roster, they could not have thirty guys. Are they can barely. If anyone else gets hurt, they can't have twenty. That's not true. They could always bring in some guys. No, and no, do, like saying, dark matches. And they're not gonna do. I mean, they'll bring in up NXT guys or something. But like, they are literally even counting like the Ascension, like total jobbers. They're at twenty guys, like a harp. A, are they, a Wyatt re- are they reusing guys like they did in the previous years? Uh, it, they've only announced like six names for this one, okay. and they and they typically I I don't Big think that show, gets Mark announced. Henry. Big Show, the ones announced are like Big Show and Kane and the Social Outcasts, and I, I'm assuming the Wyatts. Like they haven't really announced announced. You know that's kind of interesting. Like, could you imagine Kane, who's feuding with the WWE champion seven months ago, is now just doing the battle royale? Like, oh yeah, I mean, because it's Kane. Cause sure, Kane. Sure. It's just whatever they need him to do. He's a he's what a, a good man. It's a good man. Uh, also, in the pre-show is a match that like it should tell one of these basic stories we're saying. This is brothers versus brothers. It's Usos versus the Dudleys in a tag team match. Tables will be involved. They haven't told uh, any story worth telling here. I don't think that's fine. But I'm it's just glad that the Dudleys are getting a paycheck. I'm I'm hoping this is their fair. I thought their farewell was happening a while ago. And it seems to keep dragging out because they don't have tag teams. I'm hoping this is their last Mania, and this has been their farewell tour. And Monday after we get Kaz and Enzo, maybe we get some of the guys from NXT soon because that needs. They clearly need new blood when the the new day has. This is what no we talked about on Mike. I think this should every year be the NXT match. Yes, NXT tag team match, and whoever wins, shoot fight, <laughs> goes to the main roster on the next Monday Night Raw. Yeah, no, and I think uh, we'll see what happens as they. You know, this year there's like the it's always rumbling, it's always dirt sheet stuff. The fact that NXT wasn't getting even their card is better. Like it's straight up, it looks like if you fantasy booked Ring of Honor and New Japan and WWE like two years ago, that's what their their WrestleMania weekend card looks like. And they're not promoting it uh, because that's not that's not where the money it's is. It's already sold out, right? Yeah, I so mean, so like why? But who cares? You, you promote it to sh- on the network, all that, whatever, to mm. to build the brand. Yeah, totally. Mm. Eh. I under- Why promote them? Like, I mean, it's another reason for people to get the network. Or they go, oh, I like that guy. Why don't I get the network? You know, I mean, okay. I feel like there's totally, it's a no-cost thing for them to advertise it. Mm, here's what I think they should do. Hear, hear me out. The same way they introduce characters in NXT, which mm-hmm. is like this really cool build-up, specifically like the Nia Jax one. I thought they did that really well. Yeah. What if they did that in Raw, and they just advertised like, like they gave it one 20-second bumper every Raw on like... The, not even the network, yeah. but just like like regular television. Sure. That's how to, to plug it versus the network. Because if you already have the network, no, no, of course. I don't care I'm if saying you're watching in NXT. raw, like when they're doing or yeah, in, the, in raw. No, no I, that's what I'm saying. In the here's all the stuff happening at WrestleMania. They're not even mentioning NXT. There's like really basic. There's no. There's no reason they shouldn't be promoting a thing that they're doing or why do it. I mean. But that's, no, I mean, yeah. I, I disagree. There's okay. a lot of reasons to do it. Why wouldn't you d- promote the thing? That makes no sense. Because it's a minor league thing. The Chicago Cubs don't usually promote the Iowa Cubs. That's it's also a minor touring, league. It's also a touring brand. Okay. It's not the minor league anymore. I think if they it's weren't selling thing. out, yeah. sure. But if they're yeah. selling out, what's the point? Yeah. Anyway, um, other things on this, um, as we get to the main show, this is the thing where they have a couple matches that seem like we really don't need to... I think it's it could tell a basic story of a... David and Goliath, but like Callisto versus Ryback for the U.S. Championship, it'll be fine. But does anybody care? No. Yeah. So if you're looking to cut things from the, you know, that's the number one thing. If we we said I don't even know the rest of the card. Seven. That's the yeah, we said thing. seven matches, whatever it is. You know, um, another match that 
will be good only because of the thing around it and the, the people are competent and it has my favorite team, the New Day, in it and probably your favorite team. Oh, they're, they're fucking second on the card? No, I'm, this is not in... This oh, is okay. kind of in importance. Okay. I'm jumping around. New Day, um, all three versus League of Nations, Sheamus, Del Rio, Rusev, King Barrett. It's a four-on-three handicap match and it's no longer for the belts. So there's no stakes. Hell yeah. So New Day forever. New Day's going to win, obviously, but it's like... No, we, because it's not for the belts, they might not. Maybe if that helps them turn face faster. Yeah, we'll that's see. why. But it, it, either way, it's going to be... It's it's something we've seen... Why not for the belts? Are they going to explain that tonight? They have to. No, I think they just... They, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> that's silly. It's this silly. made-up thing this that thing we is like. silly. <laughs> now I feel like when JR's like... When they when JR would complain when they'd have the like really horrible women's matches, yeah. like the brawn panties matches, which was a thing, he'd be like, let's get to some real wrestling. <laughs> like the These fuck? men in their underwear. This is definitely real. <laughs> Every once in a while, I catch myself being like, "Oh, it's all bullshit." Okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. Now, moving up into things that will will start to actually be entertaining. The latter match, as we were saying, for the Intercontinental Championship, current champion Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, The Miz, and Stardust. I would be happy with anybody winning this, even Sin Cara. Sure, it's it's going to be. I mean, it doesn't matter who wins. It only for storyline. I'm not like it's not a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. It's it should be Owens or Zayn to t- keep telling that story because the other guys in this match are just there because they're no, warm bodies. Owen can, Owens can win it back the next night. Oh, I'm saying for the storyline, it yeah, should be either saying, of those though, two guys. Like, no, no, no. They could rob each other of the belt. One of them gets it back the next oh, night. Oh, but you have no. There's matter. no reason to tell stories. But really with quick, Sankara. isn't Sami Zayn wrestling Friday night against yes. <laughs> Shin, since, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah. yeah, isn't that like the match too? Oh yeah, that's gonna be a really good match. God, so this guy's this guy's doing what Kevin Owens had to do during SummerSlam. Yes, do like three great matches. Yeah, he did. Kevin Owens did a ladder match and then turned around <laughs> and did a really good match. Yeah, Zane's, Damn. Zane's I mean, with the re- surgically repaired shoulder, he should be okay. Maybe this is why these guys keep getting hurt. Yeah, well. Well, you were the one who was saying that this is not like when Daniel Bryan did two in the same night. Like these are indie guys. They, yeah, they're indie guys. They wrestle like fucking idiots. But no, you said before that Daniel Bryan would be fine to do two because he's used to doing two matches. Yeah, he's got to change line. the headbutt stuff. Okay, well Zayn doesn't do any headbutt stuff, thankfully. Headbutt stuff. The butt stuff is the New Day match. Hell yeah, with the bootios. Um, no, that ladder match will be good, and you know it possibly opens the show again as we've seen. Like start up. You kind of you know. have to open it with that because it's so good. I mean. Yeah. In a I weird mean, way, you want to start so high to you like kind of, calm people you, down. You do peak, you peaks and coaster. valleys, yeah. You can't just, yeah, it, this this is going to go up and down. Yeah, and, that's why it's not just New Day for three fucking hours. You need to calm down every once in a while. I don't understand. <laughs> Next up, uh, in this list at least, will be the triple threat for the Divas Championship, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks. Great. I don't care who wins. Love yeah, it. no, I don't care who wins. Great. I think it's, yeah. I could go, I could even have see Charlotte win just so... As long the as they don't, about Sasha as Charlotte. Long as, even though last year they got a lot more time than usual, like please give them at least ten minutes. They need at least ten to tell a triple threat. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but it's great. I mean, and this is crazy. Like even when the, even in July when the three of them came up, people were still saying, "Oh, this is cool." Now we have some more talent. Maybe it'll be Paige and Nikki versus Charlotte. Yeah, that was like a best case scenario. It's like maybe we'll get one of them involved in Mania. Guess what, guys? Everybody got hurt. <laughs> Not even that. Paige is fine. One of the matches. Mm. No, she is. She's wrestling. It's fine. Okay. Uh, one of the matches that... Oh, I'll do this after the two other ones that could happen. Um, we also have a no-holds-barred street fight, Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar. It's so weird that like this is the least excited I am for anything on this card. 
And it's going to be good. Yeah. I, I know I'm going to enjoy it. I think it's because you you feel that if Brock doesn't win everything, it's it like breaks kayfabe for you. Yes. Okay. That's exactly that's right. That's the no holds barred thing is that maybe Dean is like, that's how the, the only way he wins is if it's no hold barred. If it's, if it's just holds like, bar. if it's holds barred, <laughs> if it's a regular match, yes, then he should be thrown around by a ragdoll. But if you can use Here's a chainsaw. Here's the thing I don't like about a no holds barred thing. It's like, well, I'll just bring a gun. There were okay, so people online were talking about like the last few weeks they've had Mick Foley bring him Barbie the Bat, yeah. chain you know, Terry Funk bring him the chainsaw. Like who is the next guy, especially tonight? First of all, they've blown their load on like their two hardcore legends. They don't have anyone left. I mean, it's like, yeah, Tommy Dreamer could bring or Sandman could bring the kendo stick or something. Someone said have CGI Brian Pillman bring a gun. Yeah. So that's the only thing that's left. Yeah. Yeah, he's like well, another since another Ohio kid. Since <laughs> he, right? Uh, I think they both are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what they should do. But they they probably won't do that. But they should. The, here's the thing. This match. I think it should be Bart. What? I think it's actually a much more interesting fight if it's just like this guy's going to clearly lose, but he's going to go the distance. Sure, I get that. But I think he's going to. He. I think he he wins either way here, in, in the sense that Dean? Dean is going to. If he passes out flicking off and bleeding from the head. Exactly. That if just, he Then it, just make it a barred match. Yeah. Well, that one, I feel like if they did the stuff in that one that they did between Austin and Hart, they would ha- at, in 2016, it would have to be no, no holds barred. Because back in the 90s, you could legally choke a man out with cords. In the Attitude Era, like, how many of those tag matches? This is matches, pre-Attitude Era. Think about it. Whatever. They, in the mid mid to late 90s, there was plenty of, like, especially the Attitude Era ones, like the tag matches where it's like, who even tagged? Like, why are there eight guys in the ring? Like, the <laughs> rules, I feel like, as silly as this is... This arbitrary sport that we enjoy has such arbitrary rules. For the most part, they don't do that anymore. They are pretty... No, pretty yeah, they've yeah. tried to make it seem, the actual wrestling part, to seem as legitimate Here's as possible. Here's the thing about this. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Dean Ambrose should die if he's facing legit Brock Lesnar. Yes, but that he's on. not. He's facing, quote-unquote, Brock Lesnar, prof- professional wrestler. <sighs> Fine, Whatever. Uh, another quote-unquote match: uh, the Hell in the Cell match between Shane McMahon versus the Undertaker. If Shane wins, about these men. if Shane wins, he gets control of Raw, and if Undertaker and Undertaker will no longer compete at WrestleMania. Whatever. No, the problem is I think they really have written themselves into a corner, a corner, like they do every other week. Yes, <laughs> but this was like you know John Cena's on Raw tonight, right? He's not going to be involved in this matchup. Uh, yeah, but you don't think he'll be like, he, yeah, Undertaker could wrestle whenever he wants, blah, 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 blah. Or Mark Calloway will wrestle <laughs> or something like that. Oh, no. I'm Listen, I I think either ending for for uh, Undertaker, if he's physically able, he will wrestle again. But as we've said, don't give like gimmicks and stipulations that we know are bullshit. Don't say end of an era. Don't say it's done. Because anyway, this is stupid. It should be a thing where you're like, oh, I could go either. It lit like... It could go either way. I'm doing finger quotes because it's like you want to see each stipulation as a possibility. So double count up. Yeah, maybe they double do some, DQ. Yeah, maybe they do. Some, I mean, there's no DQs in it. Hell in the cell. No, that's the problem. What if so, they leave the cell and the match never technically ends? They just walk over to the sunset. Yeah. What yeah. if they like? What if one of them gets taken off in an ambulance? Um, is that like a way out of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's clearly going to have a fuck finish. Yeah. But at this point, the fans are rooting both for Shane to win, so he has control of Raw and best the authority, and also for Undertaker this not to lose. This is the best booking. No joke. Yeah. This is the fucking best booking. No, I mean they've made it so you're that Shane is. You really you want him to win, but you want Undertaker not to lose. Sure. 
No, no, you can keep okay. talking. So our, our I'm not headline. leaving. I'm just, I feel, I'm, now that we're in the last episode, I'm just now literally just pouring drinks throughout the episode. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just talk about our, ostensibly our headlining match, which is, if only, not our truth and gold dust, but our 2016 champion of the world, Triple H, oh. and against oh. Roman Reigns for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship singles match. Um, this can't go last because they're not going to end the show with a bunch of booze. I think there's a, to be fair, I think there is, despite all this, the way they've handled it, I almost think there's a non-zero percent chance that Triple H retains. If they're still trying to make it like... Okay, say that again. I'm confused in what you're I saying. think there's, that there's a, a possibility. I think there's a, a small possibility that Triple H retains. Oh, I think he's going to retain. Okay, well, that's not what most people think. Give me your glass. That's my bottle. Jesus Christ. It's time to play the game. <laughs> Ugh, what a garbage. Here's yeah. the thing. We've talked about this many times. I'm sure Roman Reigns is a good dad or tries, and I'm sure I'd like Helmter or Paul or whatever the fuck we're calling him tomorrow, yeah. like, in real life, and I like what he does with NXT. Why do I hate this so much? Why does everyone hate this so much? Not everyone. You fucking idiots that, like, DX like this, right? Somebody's got to like no, this. No, I mean, they want, the idiots like DX want, the uh, allegedly the entire internet wants Roman Reigns to lose. Fine, I don't care. Yeah, I just think, I think they've really... They've fucked everybody in this. They fucked themselves. Right, and this is, and it's really not Reigns' fault at all, and they've, no, it's at every not, turn... Nor is it really Triple H's fault, it's just injuries. Well, now Triple H is, like, if anyone's going to benefit from this, it's going to be Triple H. We've seen that. There's no reason that he needed to have the belt... Oh, don't worry. It'll give Roman the rub. Yeah, the rub of a fucking handjob. Okay, this is not how it works. Handjobs are cool. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I had to do the jerk-off uh, motion because that's the rub. I mean, this match, it's just like I don't care that Reigns is their guy, that they want to be Cena. They just, they've, the thing that they haven't caught up on, they know that Twitter exists and, all, and like, millennials and all that, but they don't get that what the audience does doesn't want. They Almost, it seemed like they learned the lesson with Daniel Bryan, and then they immediately went back and said, fuck you guys. And that's, it's just the fact that by not having him, thank you for the uh, the Bullet Bourbon Whiskey, sponsor of the show. Um, I, I think by... I don't think they would sponsor a wrestling show. I think, why not? Because they're like, we're the classy bourbon. If this had like cherries in it, they'd sponsor. If it was Jim Beam Cherry something. Yeah, Cherry they'd Explosion. Sponsor. Sure. But okay, I, I understand your point, but... There's no face of the company right now. Like, there isn't one. They don't have one in the stable right now. Right. That's healthy at this moment, no. I think Sami Zayn could be the guy for a minute. I think Dean Ambrose could be. He's the I biggest face so. they have. He's like a face like Bret Hart's a face. Like No, he's a face like Austin was a face, just just in a smaller way, because wrestling is smaller than it sure, was. Sure, sure. I'm just thinking, of, maybe that is a good point. Maybe that is it. I mean, they've the anti-authority storyline that they want to give to Reigns, they they ended up having to give it to Ambrose to carry it for a month yeah. when they took Reigns off TV because they didn't want him to get booed continuously. Is that, did they take him off of TV? Or did, he, yeah. did he have legit surgery? He might have had a DVD of septum surgery, but that's not... That's they not. took him off TV because... And if he had surgery, it's because they were taking him off TV. Okay. I mean, they've... they've um, because they want him to be the guy, which is their right, because this isn't a meritocracy, it's fake... They've always determined who the guy is. It's never been really by wh- who the fans want. That's fine. They just at every turn have not learned the lessons. They yeah. didn't learn the lesson of the rock. You have to be a, to be a really good face. You have to be a really good heel. They didn't learn the lesson of Cena of like if it looks like you're forcing it down people's throats, they're gonna boo. You know, like 
they've they've just it, it seems like it's just an old man being obstinate, which is not an incorrect reading of the situation. But anyway, it'll be a fine match. It's going to be a three and a half match star match. Uh, Reigns, all his matches are fine. Recently, are, are fine. Triple H's have gotten his matches. He's good. Road, his against Dean Ambrose was at, really at good. Roadblock was better than this will be. What I liked about Roadblock is it looked different than a Raw. Oh yeah, because it looks like the an house old. Show. It looks like a, an in your house. Well, it was a house show, but it looks like an in your house pay per view. Mm-hmm. Like it looks very nineties. It was cool to yeah. do it at MSG. Um, was that at oh, MSG? Oh, sorry, that was the other one they did. That was a Toronto. Uh, the Roadblock was a Toronto. Got it. So the other two little asterisks for this is that um, the Jericho um, AJ, Styles. AJ Styles match that they're they're probably going to blow off at Mania. Well, that's another thing. And that's, I think, a missed opportunity. I get why you would do it separate, but I also would think just roll that feud in instead of having Ryder and Sin Cara. Throw them in the match because they're two guys who can definitely do it. I mean, you could even storyline. I mean, storyline makes sense. Uh, Jericho always talks about how Money in the Bank was his idea. Like, you roll it into that. Those are all the same kind of level upper mid-card guys, and it would just be this, like, that would be a huge spot fest. And everyone would, like, step up their game. I don't know why I don't like Jericho more. What's that? I don't know why I don't like Jericho more. I think that's one of those ones that doesn't... I, I feel like it doesn't translate as much. Like, his Attitude Era stuff, maybe you have to see more of that. But then you have to kind of put your... You don't lay, love Attitude Era stuff. But I hate he, it. But he's kind of... He's a great heel, even now. Like, yeah. I really liked what he did recently with the T-shirt down AJ Styles' throat. Yeah. That's awesome. And then making T-shirts when they knew they would only exist and for him, a week. him chanting AJ Styles ominously it's is going to be great when they edit the video package. Yeah, he's a really, really good heel, and I like him as a heel. Yes, but I don't. Maybe it's just because he's been on screen so often. Yeah, I think he's another guy. This is one of those we've he's seen good at his it. job. I, I like. Oh, he's, if, yeah. If this was baseball, and I was a manager, he'd be on my card every single day. I want him playing every day. Yes, and that's the thing is, I'll, I think a combination of them trying to throw everything at the wall to see what sticks and being depleted roster. You've got Jericho. You've got the Dudleys. You've got some guys on this. You've got Triple H and I mean and Shane. I mean Triple H was going to have a match of this regardless, whether it was The Rock, it was whether it was Rock and Rousey versus him and Steph. Like they were, he was going to be involved. Shane was not going to be involved. There's a lot of guys from like the '90s and 2000s that are on this card for various circumstances. That hopefully this is the last one because they don't. They are taking someone's paycheck at a certain point. Just not this year. <laughs> no, this year they need yeah. they need them there. And the other match that's. Uh, I mean, they're building up a lot. It's going to happen. It's probably out of their pre-show match. The first time we'll have two legit Divas matches on the card. It should be basically Team Lana, which is uh, Team Bad, uh, Naomi, Tamina Snuka, um, Summer Rae, and Emma making her return to the main roster, managed or possibly with Lana, versus basically the team from the Divas, Total Divas show. So Nikki Bella... Uh, who's feuding with Lana? Wait, I thought Nikki's hurt. Excuse me, Brie, Brie, Paige, Natty, Alicia Fox. What about the one that no one likes? No, because okay. it doesn't. It totally like she's the biggest heel, and you can't put her on the face team. Got it. So it's going to be a four on four. I mean, it'll be a squash, but still, it's something. Well, it could just be. It, it's interesting because we've we've gone from a couple years ago when, like, literally two years ago, when the Divas match was a five on five kind of mess. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. time we've actually everybody on the team. We'll probably we can wrestle, mm-hmm. and and it's and it, the fact that it's gonna be two wrestling and it's not gonna be a Ron panties match. Even this one, which is like plays off the TNA with Lana, is still going to be yeah. result in a real match. It's not Lana versus Brie 
in a in a bucket of mud. You know, sure, it's sure, be, sure. Yeah. Um, it's uh, my wife's out of town, so I watched NXT last night in mm-hmm. the background, and the headlining match was Emma versus um Oscar. Yeah, it was yes. good. It was yeah. legit good. It, it was uh, it wasn't probably, like anything to write home about, but it was pretty good. Yeah, that was it was like not as good as their one they did on uh, one of the pay per views, but mm-hmm. it was solid. And yeah, Emma's Emma's good. Emma's interesting because she was. Um, Real life. First of all, she's real life dating Zack Ryder. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And they're both going to make their returns to. I mean, she's never. Maybe she was in one of those battle royals. Um, I feel like she was at one of those like lumberjacks. Yeah, things. she might have been the last few years. Ryder had a moment where he got kicked in the balls that year. He got pitched oh, off the stage God. in a wheelchair. So I mean, the fact that they're back, like they're that's you nice. Know, they're finding talent that people are like. Well, why don't you use these guys? And it's like, yeah, well, Emma. They had a repackager because her character died on arrival at the at the main roster but as a heel she's really good yeah and it should be it should be good wherever it is in the card it's probably gonna it, i doubt it's a piss break i it's probably gonna be a uh so we're both hopefully show. optimistic yeah and we're both uh very surprised on the lineup based on when we started this podcast 32 weeks ago what we're gonna see yeah would have not guessed most of these yeah no and i was thinking of doing like here's the matches we thought versus but it's so hard you can never know because you have to go back to where do you where do you go you know yeah. like you started SummerSlam. if you look at like like shoemaker did a post on grandland after SummerSlam of like how SummerSlam is actually starts the the slow season. roll of the season it gets punctuated rumble and then it's mania huh. if you went back and then it, like we were looking at Maybe a Shield triple threat. Sure. Maybe Cena Undertaker. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of these guys were not even in the conversation. AJ Styles wasn't in the company. Yeah, I think it's that's the way to view life, <laughs> and it's one of the few lessons that we've talked about almost weekly, but we didn't right. include in one of our like thirty-one. It's just you don't sit on things, man. Yeah. If it's gonna happen, you got to do it now. Don't sit on Sting Undertaker. Yeah. Last year. God. Or this because you can't do You're it. Never this gonna year. get it. By the way, Sting says he's those reports are false and he's not retiring. So he's gonna die in a ring. That makes me think he's him and Sting thirty two thirty three. Sting and Undertaker? It's gotta be, right? If they're both alive. Undertaker I feel like put a lot of miles on his body this year. I'm not was totally unnecessary. And I mean it's all unnecessary, right? But like the fact that he was doing like the feud with Brock at SummerSlam, like all that stuff, I feel like just save him for Mania. He's fifty yeah. years old. What the hell are you doing? So they needed a fall pay per view. And Survivor Series doesn't look that good. And it was a yeah. really disappointing Survivor Series. That was, but that was SummerSlam, wasn't it? No, that was Survivor oh, it was Series. Summer, yeah, Survivor Series. Because it was like 25 years of Undertaker, which is uh, too long. It's too long. Don't do that. All right, we're doing a final final segment of our slog yeah, of a WrestleMania podcast. Well, I wanted it to be as long as WrestleMania. So basically, I was going to say, let's start at some of our, like what I have as one of the worst and then you tell me why you didn't put it there. Because I went through and looked. Uh, generally, That's like, a good we idea. Let's these do up. it. Yeah. So and you I feel lead like, this and I'll chime in. Yeah. So just to, to note that my worst one is number four. But that's not the one I want to talk about. I want to talk about seven, which... Um, I have it as my number 11. Yeah. So that's... And I have it my fourth worst. You know, the thing I... My note, I think, is is just the Roberts blindfold. The, the, the Jake the Snake uh, blindfold match. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also like the Virgil DiBiase stuff, mm-hmm. but I looked. I remember looking at the card, thinking it was very forgettable. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. Jake the Snake is the only reason it's number 11. There was yeah. never another match like that prior or since. That's one that no one really else could do. Sure. That's what makes it special. It's sort of like a celebrity match in that way. You're not going to see that again. You're not going right. to see Donald Trump shave Vince McMahon's head again. But you should, in theory, be able to see another man come in the ring like Jake the Snake with a blindfold on. You haven't. The only man that could maybe do that is Bray Wyatt, who is hurt, who yes. has a stable. 
it's more powerful when you don't have a staple. When you have no one backing up. There you go. That alone, that is the only reason it's in my top 20. I could, number 11. Yeah. I could, and actually, I know this, the Bray thing, but now that you say that, I think he could, he's the most likely that if they ever had a blindfold match again, and someone who could do it, and I think tell the story of the blind they're leading never the blind. Do, they're never going to do it again. No, they won't. Because it's slow. It's for adults. Yeah. What kid is going to like two grown men blindfold? Roping That's around weird. Yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to happen again. It makes it even more special as time goes on. Definitely. But to to note, that is the Sergeant Slaughter Hulk Hogan uh, WrestleMania. But we could agree. Okay, we can't agree. But here's the thing. We can't. We, we also. We didn't like any Hogan matches. That's the except, thing. Too. Except Ultimate Warrior. Right. I and Savage would agree. Because it and it culminated a three year story, sure, a four year sure. story. But and I, I'm just using that not to to undercut your score, just to say to give context when we say these numbers. Like, what, oh yeah, you know how horrible these are. What else was happening? So I would go that. So that that's like one of the highlights. of My worst. Um, I do put one like above the worst, even though it, just because I feel like it's WrestleMania just, one. Yeah, just because it's like I didn't highlight because it it's just like I had that in like the lower because it's it's it really stands alone. Because you can't judge it against mm-hmm. anything because it really is like the singular thing. And, and I don't know. I found it as like an honorable mention because obviously that doesn't happen if that wasn't such a success. Mm-hmm. So. I have it as my number 18. Yeah. Um, I'm 100% glad it exists. And it just, oh, Piper rules. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. And it's the one that has the most for everyone maybe until like 29. Yeah. Where they hit all those marks of like celebrity, weirdo stuff. And they both happen to be in New York slash New Jersey. Slash New Jersey. Um, my next bracket is the long and boring years. Um, and one in here I have low is the long and boring ruthless aggression of WrestleMania 22. Where'd you have that one? I really liked WrestleMania 22, and so, I remember talking about this. This is the one that was the last in a regular stadium. This was in Chicago. Okay, and it had Peter Gabriel. It had the best theme song, and it also had Edge versus Foley. Remember That's that? That's a solid, yeah. And it also had one of my favorite John Cena entrances. Do you remember which, that? which one? That's the Tommy Guns. Oh, well, that is the best. That highlighted how absurd everything is, and that's why I loved it so much. Yeah. Because it had come, it like, okay, the gangsters in Chicago had three things, loyalty, hustle, and hustling and respect. They didn't have any of those things. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. It's so great. Yeah. And they had to, they lifted the riser so a car could come out. Come on. I mean, that's pretty special. I think it was, I remember when watching it, now that I'm going back in the car, there is stuff, and the stuff you mentioned, and it has some interesting stuff. Like I said, my f- favorite women's match up until now, Mickey James, Trish Stratus, mm-hmm. Michaels McMahon, you know, I think... It, Which was horrible. Don't get me wrong. Michaels no, no. McMahon is a horrible, horrible match. It's the worst Vince match. But no, no, the that's story. a lie. It's the second, second worst the match. Brett but one. the story, like, he's yeah. so good. Yeah, involving God. And, the, and the the, as we found out now, that the payoff to that was really great. But yeah, I think, I think I had ones that were just like, my main note was long and boring, even though that did have some, some punctuation. So I might be inclined to increase that um then i had the kind of a bracket of ones that they're fine but they're really just the like the the jake the snake one ones that were fine but it was just one match that really sets it apart and i felt weird putting them up just for one match when so much of this a super card you got to do the whole card so one on here that i have this is probably like mid this might be like 15 is uh number 13 uh wrestlemania 13 uh headlined by hart and austin which is it was not headlined by Hart. Not Austin, headlined. That's true. Which made it even weirder because yeah. they made that ring bloody. Yes, and that's, then they still had to have an Undertaker Sid Justice match. Yeah, and I think yeah. that no, I think it was then the Chicago Street Fight. Yeah. Then the sh- Taker 
Sid Justice match or whatever. That's my number two. Okay. I love that mania. That is my favorite wrestling match that I've ever seen. That alone makes it crack the top five. Throw in the Chicago part, which makes me like it even more. Notice the two of these were Chicago. Oh, ones. for sure. And I didn't even do that on purpose. But sentimental reasons. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. As a fan, like I like seeing familiarity. For example, I think if I was from Philadelphia, fifteen, where they hung a cop in the ring, would have made my top five. Right. I'm not from Philadelphia. The only reason why I like that is because the Undertaker hangs the big boss man from the middle of the ring, which is a good enough reason. Yeah, but that's that's why it comes in at number thirteen. Yeah. Do you remember the other stuff on that? On that card, yeah, it wasn't good. No, it's really bad. Yeah, it's a hor- but they hung a cop from the ring, so pretty well, good WrestleMania. You're, you're getting oh, I was saying the one we were talking about for thirteen. Oh, 13. For thirteen. No, it's, yeah. it's not very good. No, yeah, but I don't care because right. it, it has that one match, and that match alone redeems it. That should, in theory, be my number one. Interesting. It's not. So as we move up, and um, now these are where I had definitely ones that were like some classic matches in this stuff, and. And this is one, this is my 10, 12, number 12, I have WrestleMania 3. I have that as my number one of all time. Right. And I know that I'm underrating it, but when I kept going back, there was other stuff that the more modern ones, when they really figured it out, they're like, some of them are just better just because it's like more entertaining for four hours. And I think we were going, we go for different stuff on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I love 3 because it's the first to look that way. And it's the look that they're still going for, and it yes. looked perfect to me. Right. The only other one from that era that kind of looks as good is the Hoosier Dome, and mm-hmm. we found out not sold out. Right. Um, th- I rewatched some of the rest, the Piper, Wrecky uh, the Dragon Steamboat match, mm-hmm. and it it's still great. It is the second best WrestleMania match of all time, if not the best. I yes. still think Hart and Austin is better, even though it's barely wrestling. <laughs> it's right. Just, it's a brawl. Yeah, I prefer watching that. But if you combine the look and feel with that, you got to include Hulk Andre. Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of this. Just because it's not for me, you don't sell those tickets without those two guys. Without that thing. That's yeah. my number one. Yeah. Also, I, Aretha Franklin singing America the Beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, for so long it was in my top three, and then I kept like rejiggering, and mm-hmm. it just kept falling. But it is, and I, I mean, understand. And it's that. probably a top. It's probably a top three. It's probably a top five. It could be number one. But for me, I just I I kept tumbling. I don't know. Um, so a couple in here I, I highlighted too, but I have them pretty close. Uh, my number nine is WrestleMania ten, and my number eight, we can do one at a time. Where do you have ten? Number twenty six. It's okay. not very high. Um, here's why. The only reason why. I enjoyed it was the ladder match. It was ahead of its time. I don't think that the ending was satisfying in any way where Brett wins, even though he fought Owen earlier in the night and lost. Continuity sake doesn't make any sense. And I don't like that they threw Owen under the bus after his post-match interview, after he beat his brother. He's got a giant piece of spit on his face, and no one said, hey, uh, really quick, towel, don't talk. That's cruel. But throwing him under the bus is not the worst thing that WWF ever did to Owen Hart. We're going to have to agree to disagree. No, I I like the the I, I still find that to be the best, uh, probably best first match. I mean, I you know Triple H, Dan O'Brien is is there now. Yeah, that's my number that three has, is number thirty. Right, me too. So yes, um, my one bad note yeah. about that WrestleMania, it feels like a really long Raw. I can. See it doesn't that. feel as special as it should. Yeah, I think a lot of the rest of the card. Uh, I mean, Daniel Bryan is the card. Like even Undertaker Lesnar, of course, is is this kind of like 
wet fart, it. but it needs, it. yeah, it just needs to happen, and it happens. But I think it, it, it's so separate a thing. That is like the Daniel. I feel Bryan so show. bad for the women after having to follow that. Yeah, like wrestling to a silent seventy thousand plus arena. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, because at thirty is that's the multi divas. Twenty nine did not have divas, correct? There was one where it got cut 29 for twenty nine did not have divas. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, in that, in my surprisingly high, I thought for me was at number eight was number twenty one. Uh, twenty one. I don't have anything special about 21. It comes in at number 23 for me. Okay, so just like low. So this had um, Angle and Shawn Michaels. Uh, I had this as like a really solid ruthless aggression for what that era was. It had the good money in the bank. It told sto- it told stories in the matches. And yeah, it, it worked for me, even though it's like an era that I don't enjoy. Um, and then just looking at my number two, which was WrestleMania 19. Um a, a lot of people go between 19 and 17. I don't know where you have 19. I have 19 at uh, 14. Okay, middle of the pack. Right in the middle of the pack. And I wrote that Rock Austin was very satisfying. Yes. But I like that a much. And I have X7 as the best in the Attitude Era. Okay, yeah. And I'll go back and forth depending on the day because 17 I have at four. Number seven. Okay, okay, so we both enjoy yeah. that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have that as, you know, 19, the last five matches, that's what ends up putting me ahead just because it's like... Even Triple H, Booker T, that I don't think is great the way it ends. I think that match, Michaels, Jericho, each, uh, each match told such a perfect story that was totally self-contained. Ending that one with Angle Lesnar, when it's the only time it's ever ended with your two legit best wrestlers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and putting on a hell of a show and not like some technical bullshit. Like the fact that Brock Lesnar tries a shooting star press and almost kills himself. Oh, like God. the fact Ugh. that you had your two best wrestlers and they pushed themselves that yeah. far for the entertainment. But Even it's though no that hanging one, a cop in the ring. Yeah. So, but three is your number one. My number one is thirty-one. That's my number four. Yeah, I have great, but no, no, and no real complaints. And there's a tank. Yeah, but in terms of technical wrestling, which I don't care about that much. Right. Eh. There's not much of it. You There's know the Orton Seth Rollins moves in that match are fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. I love the the ending of it. But you know how Rusev scene is going to end. Divas match is like a little bit too short for my liking. Mm-hmm. Um the ladder match is great. I love it. But like I don't know, there's nothing that just does it for me in the same way that Hart Austin does it or the way that Macho does it or Daniel Bryan in 30. Yeah, see, I so think that's why I think this is number four. This is what happens. I think you like if there's one match that's a five star, it elevates it much more for you. For sure. I'm looking for having watched 120 hours of this stuff. Uh, some like the four hours, like making it enjoyable, telling like making a good super card. What makes one of these? From well, I actually think that the number 29 is a better card than 31, even though I have 29 lower. I have 29 real low because that's I, I have. Fine, but unmemorable. Other than Undertaker Punk, yeah, I think Undertaker Punk elevates it so much, and I love it for the spectacle. I love, I love the look of it. I think the New Jersey choice was fucking great. I think that them performing in the cold was even better. Mm-hmm. It looks really good on screen. I love the weirdness of Chris Christie being there, both as like an overdub. I love the whole coming back after Sandy angle. I just wish there was a Divas match. Yeah, and I wish that. Um, Brock Lesnar didn't lose to Triple H because that doesn't make any sense. No sense. DDT himself. But I I don't dislike Rock uh, Cena in any way. I like this. Of course one. not. No, I know you. 
And this doesn't even have one of the crazy entrances for Cena, which I fucking love. So, yeah. no, I like, to, I like to look at every single aspect of it, but the things that... The, the the one match does make it a little bit better. Definitely. Clearly. And I, and I think in a week when we do this, our last one of these, we can kind of ballpark where 32 goes because in a lot of ways, it's not... The production value is not going to be any worse than 31. It's going to be in a, an even better stadium. I disagree with that completely. Why? I don't think... I don't like Cowboy Stadium. I don't okay. when I watch football games. I don't like how it looks. Um, I don't. I. It's not the worst stadium to look at. Um, I think Oakland is the worst stadium to look at, and then probably, I don't know, maybe San Diego. Whatever. That's not yeah, the point. Yeah. The point is, I don't like the retractable dome thing very much. Okay. So I, I do think it's going to look worse. Okay. Um, number two, and I think that new San Francisco was a new stadium. It was only one year old at the time, and it was in the day. Made it look a lot better. Right. That's interesting. Um, we don't know the stage set. They've been killing it every single year for the past, I don't know, five years since. Right. Was it my, not Miami? Uh, we're in the Rock hosted as Pitbull. Miami. That was like the first. I don't think it was Miami. Okay. It was like Tampa. Did they ever do Tampa? No, it was Miami's 27. That's okay, then it was that it. one. Yeah. They've looked progressively better every single year. I don't think they could be able to top last year, number one. Okay. Um, I meant production. You that's get, part of the you, production. I know, I know, but you're really that's big the stage on, the, production. on the stage and the separate. Yes. I mean, production as far as... How it's going to be paced, production of the of the interstitial stuff. I have no idea how it's going to be paced. And that's what I'm year. saying. I I I think that maybe it won't be worse or better, but it's going to be like professionally done. Here's another difference. Uh, I'll never look at these with virgin eyes again. Yeah. I had seen clips of WrestleMania before watching it live at your house last yeah. year. Now I've seen every goddamn clip of every WrestleMania. Yes, you have. It's very different. I'm not going to be able to look at it again in the same eyes. Therefore, I don't think it's going to be able to top last year's. Oh, I don't think it's going to top last year's. I'm curious because it's not, unless something like tragic comic happens, and that might be good, like it's not going to be a bot, like one of the worst ever, like the doomsdayers. I'm going middle of the pack right here. It's probably going to be middle of the pack or, you know, top, I don't know, like on the outside of 15, 16. I mean, which is middle of the pack. It's the middle yeah. of the pack All and right. it's 32. I'm trying not to say top 10, but yeah. Maybe middle of the pack, then do here's, that. Here's here's a few that... Uh, let's, let me just run through a few more uh, sure. here. Um, where do you have number 20? I have that at number six. Okay, good. I have that at number nine. I yeah. like. I love the look of Madison Square Garden for Mania. Mm-hmm. I love the Benoit story. I love the Eddie Guerrero story. Those those are the two matches that... Those matches... Like, that's having two headlining matches. Like so, that so I thought that was great. Um, I think that 24 is great. That's the it has an amazing money in the bank in it and has the flair retirement. I, I have that at five based on flair retirement. Also, pump winning money in the bank. It Undertaker looks, Edge is surprisingly good. So it looks good too. Yeah. Um. Um. What else? I have in? Let's go to the way bottom here. Um. What, my number thirty-one out of thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Fuck Caesar's Palace. The only good part of this. The only. Good, there's a lie. There's two good parts. The only two good parts of this. Jim Ross on Mike. His yes. first appearance on Mike. And number two, the Undertaker earned foam finger. Yes. That's it. Fuck this daytime WrestleMania. That's why I'm so surprised 31 looks so good because this is the other one in the day. It looked yeah. fucking horrible. And this one, I, I have it. It should be much lower. This is the worst of the worst Hogan because not only does a tag he match he's wasn't in, even supposed to fucking be there. Not, e- not only does a tag match rules change to benefit him and they cheat anyway, but then he comes out and like says something about a Jap and then wins. I don't know, man. It's That's a really bad one. What is it coming at yours? Do you have it? Uh, I mean, I had it. First, I, I the ones in the worst I just had like got all, it all together. 
other than four, which is definitely. And the then worst. here's my final note because I should end on this. My favorite wrestler as a kid only hit number thirty WrestleMania six when Ultimate Warrior wins it all. Yeah, I've got that in the worst as well. That's so surprising to me because when I, we started this, I thought that'd be in my top five. Yeah, I think the the fact that I grew up, I learned to appreciate Rowdy. That's what except it's all the about. fucking racism. God damn it, man! Other than that, perfect trucker. I don't think there'll be any. I think I'm I'm about to lose my ten dollar bet. I'm going to go with no racism at WrestleMania. I don't know, man. The Ho- I mean Hogan is. I don't know. I'm like starting to. This is perfect, exactly. Uh, for the for the people that ha- haven't listened to the entire fucking catalog, we made about what ten weeks ago. Yeah. That Hogan would be there. You said ten dollars that he would. I said ten dollars he wouldn't. It was before I realized that the Gawker case was going to go to trial a month before WrestleMania. Yeah. But also before he won it and erased the memory of him saying the N-word. Exactly. So now I'm like, oh, clean fuck. Clean slate, baby. That's, so we're, this, is a fu- this is the big question about WrestleMania. Um, yeah, that's it for now. And uh, yeah, this is going to be an okay one.